0: Last time on Soy Trek!
1: Hey, can we make that lizard come? Oh, <laughs> Picard
0: eating everybody's ass! Hey,
1: can we make that dog come too while we're at it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm jerking both of them off! Hey, is that Bigfoot? Can Bigfoot even come? Can we make <laughs> him come? We're gonna keep trying till we get it. Oh my god! Bigfoot's having a prostate (laughs) orgasm! Move!
2: Children, move! Get out of the way! The dam's gonna break! No! Jimmy!
0: Now back to Soy Trek.
1: everybody so uh uh, i mean hopefully that catches you up but uh if you're not caught up uh we were watching star trek first contact yeah it's uh something bigfoot (laughs) prostate that's where we left off right something like that that sounds right yeah all right um I don't even know where the fuck I was here.
0: Uh, I think it was something
1: about the Borg Queen. Yep. So the Borg Queen uh, just came down and revealed herself to Data. Mm-hmm. So she uh, reactivates Data's emotion chip and uh, is, like, waxing up poetical on uh, him and, like, uh, how it feels to be human and stuff. And she reveals that uh, she's attached a patch of human flesh and grafted it onto his android
0: skin. Yeah. And yeah, that's so, one of the weirdest parts. It is definitely very <laughs> weird. And, uh, so this is like definitely like a David Cronenberg, very body horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So with this new skin, uh, Data is able to feel all new sorts of sensations mm-hmm. and uh, gets to experience pleasure for his very first time when the Queen blows on his flesh, which makes him fucking come everywhere. Yeah, he like, does. He's gestating wildly. He's like, like straight up coming all down the leg of his pants. Mm-hmm. Like, it is dripping into his fucking boot. Like, he doesn't know what it's like to come. And she's like, well, I, I gave you the skin of Patch, but I also gave you two very functional balls. <laughs> fucking full of cum. Yeah. Full of cum. I stole them from an old man.
0: <laughs> you know, but it makes sense because, you know, he's, it's it's a sensation he's never felt. And it's like being, it's overwhelmed by the smallest thing, so.
1: Yeah, the first time I was slapped in the face, I didn't come. No. I mean, just because a sensation is new doesn't mean it's
0: pleasurable. No. I mean, have you ever seen that movie, uh, at first sight with Val Kilmer? Mm, no. Is it about a blind person who gets to see? It is. And, like- um, and, uh, it was written by the guy who, uh, who did Awakenings. I don't know if okay. you ever saw that. So he's a real doctor. And, yeah, um, Awakenings is good. Yeah. It's really good. And, um, uh, And I guess he approaches it from a very practical standpoint. What would happen to someone who never had the ability to see and Mm -hmm. suddenly gains it? And they're just completely overwhelmed by sensation. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's completely overwhelmed, and it's like very disorienting and stuff. So,
1: like, imagine if you like had never come before and someone just like gave you a super sensitive dick <laughs> that'd be so distracting at all times you'd like put on pants and be like nope can't do pants
0: no you'd pants have are a, distracting you'd have to have a diaper on at all times no I mean even that a then, cum diaper anything yeah, well yeah but you'd like
1: constantly be <laughs> cumming everywhere right yeah god that'd suck I mean I'm sure that's how like some religious people must feel who like never got to masturbate and then mm-hmm. like they turn 30 and abandon God and like touch their privates for the first time and just yeah. like you know, fucking flood their room with <laughs> fluids. Yeah. I I, I dated a ex-Mormon for a while. Oh, really? I, uh, yeah, they had been in the Mormon church for like 25 years Jesus. or something. And then they were just like, oh, shit, this isn't right. And uh, let me tell you, freak. <laughs> freak. They were, they were catching up on everything they missed out on. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. Good times. I think they still have my sunglasses. Anyway. Um <clears throat> So, uh, in a corridor in the Enterprise, Picard describes the Federation and the Borg to Lily, played by CCH Pounder. Mm -hmm. Uh, She asks if he gets home much, and he says he considers the Enterprise to be his home, which was like such a spot-on line for Picard. Yes. I really like that. Uh, She's impressed by the ship and asks how much it cost. Uh, And here's where we get one of Picard's best speeches, but I feel like one of the most misunderstood speeches where he explains how money doesn't exist in mm-hmm. the twenty uh, fourth century, mm-hmm. um, and you know he, he makes a lot of points about it. But basically, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, we've uh, gone beyond the mean. You know, the needs for material concerns, and mm-hmm. we can produce whatever we need now. And so we've abandoned money because money basically just creates conflict and stuff like that."
0: That's- and uh, and humanity has and has. Uh, dedicated themselves to a higher purpose. Yeah,
1: higher purpose and bettering themselves and their, you know,
0: with their speech. Which is really the only way forward because, you know, as we see with capitalism, it's a dead end.
1: Yeah, it's a dead end to fucking like. And that's the thing. It's like, under capitalism, we will stop at Mars because Mars is the ultimate symbology of the stratification of man because it's a symbology that fuck you, I can afford to go to Mars yeah. and live on Mars because we can't afford to go to Mars and live on Mars because living on Mars is the dumbest, most impractical thing you could possibly do with mm-hmm. your money. It's yeah. a it's a fucking barren planet with mm-hmm. no resources to extract. Mm-hmm. You know, if it does have water, great. It doesn't have half the water like a small country in fucking, <laughs> yeah. in in the fuck on Terran does. So yeah,
0: it's... Like, it's it, 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 very much be impossible to terraform
1: yeah it's it's basically the idea is like yeah it's our our fucking next best option to earth but like do you know how bad you would have to fuck up earth for it to be like mars yeah to where mars is the better option (laughs) the only way to do that is to have like a literal like capitalist dystopia where we have extracted everything from our earth so much Mm -hmm. that there's nothing left. And we've just like basically taking all of the resources out of the ground, aerosolized them and put them in the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. And it just, and it just really show limitations of capitalism where it's like, we, we hold up Mars as like this ideal, when there's not when it's a debt when that itself is a dead end rather than focus on earth what we already have right. and improve the conditions that that are, that are inherent right. that we have in, <laughs> currently in,
1: like the different ideals and like the different thought structures between like you know structured government and planning and capitalism when you compare something like nasa to spacex you know yeah the fucking spacex you know good for them they're doing things you know with current technology in the free market that fucking NASA did fucking 50 years ago
0: with mm-hmm. abacuses. Yeah. But
1: what, you know, good for them for figuring out how to land a rocket.
0: That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. to, to, launch a rocket without it exploding.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and the thing is like, people are like, Oh, they, they did that. NASA didn't do that. Yeah. But NASA doesn't have that funding. It's not like mm-hmm. NASA was given, give, gave these contracts directly <laughs> to SpaceX. Like SpaceX had lobbyists go in and have fucking Congress write bills for them specifically mm-hmm. to, to give them kickbacks. And so like, yeah. if that money was deferred to NASA, NASA could have done it. Yeah. NASA would have done it because mm-hmm. NASA is where all of the best aerospace engineers go because they believe in doing something better for themselves, not in just making a bunch of money off rockets. Yeah. You know, cause that's, if you want to do that, you go to fucking Raytheon or Boeing or one place, a place mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know. It's pretty pretty fucking dumb.
0: Oh yeah. But, but but uh yeah,
1: yeah. This is one of the most utopian ideals in all of Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I really like
0: the speech. And 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 yeah, and it's also at a contrast to how he's acting before that, where mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, talking about like talking about the betterment of, of uh themselves mm-hmm. and the rest of the universe and then just meanwhile just like deciding to go on a uh psychotic murdering spree which is which is not something he would do it's like i think so it does feel like there was like when when this was being written there was like obviously maybe it was written with the intention of having the tip having the traditional uh picard you know series picard and then they decided to put rambo on top of it
1: yeah just a little little touch of rambo (laughs) yeah i mean uh yeah no one know who I was until I put on the
2: tank top. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he does get, he does go tank top mode eventually. In the- yeah, he does go tank top mode. Hey, baby cat, say hello to baby cat listeners. Meow, meow.
0: She's like, let me out. Okay, let, you out, baby. let me out of this prison. Let me out of my flesh prison. Let me out. And she's gone, everyone.
1: We love my cat, don't we, folks? Yeah. You better love my cat, or else you were exiled from the podcast. <laughs> you don't get to listen if you don't like my cat. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. So in a corridor, uh, Picard describes the Federation and... Um, no, no, already did that. So suddenly, uh, Lily, played by CCH Pounder and Picard, uh, come upon a new section of the ship, and Lily reacts in terror as they see it's overrun by Borg.
0: Did you know that reaction is genuine?
1: Interesting. Well, well she screams like five times. Yeah. yeah. She, she keeps she... on going. Ah! Yeah. Ah!
0: <laughs> yeah, ah! they they kept she'd never seen um, Star Trek before. And um and they kept the Borg's appearance a secret from her. Wow. And so uh, her reaction upon seeing them is genuine. That's kind of funny. She's like she she was genuinely scared. genuinely freaked her out. Yeah, I mean, that
2: makes sense.
0: Um, yeah, because they do because this this is like the scariest looking Borg because like they definitely they, go all out on the, the most makeup.
1: Menacing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, and they they definitely look all fucked up. They look like they definitely look like they're Cenobites or some shit. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. they do have a t- touch of the Hellraiser to them. Hmm.
0: Um.
1: So. Uh, As they make their escape, uh, Picard fires his phaser, provoking a response from two drones who pursue them into the holosuite. In which we come upon, maybe my favorite scene in the film. Even though it's action Picard, it rocks. Yeah. Um, So activating a holo novel, uh, Picard recreates a scene from The Big Goodbye, which Mm -hmm. is a a Dixon Hill thing that Mm -hmm. he makes every now and again. So... Uh, the Borg enter, and the host of the bar, uh, who will not let them in, is none other than Ethan Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, not playing uh, Neelix here, but just playing a hollow, holodeck guy. Maitre d'. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh, excuse me, you two Borg, you're not allowed <laughs> in my bar. And then you have fucking, to adhere to the dress code. Yeah, and then they fucking murk him. Which <laughs> we love to see Ethan Phillips getting killed.
0: Yeah. Uh, Picard uh,
1: changes the chapter uh, suddenly, realizing he's not where he wants to be, and the Borg enter a big party as they try to hide while dancing. Uh, suddenly, a woman named Ruby comes up to Picard and kisses him, and he has to get her to go away. As he approaches a table, and gets from under it a holographic
0: Tommy gun mm-hmm. from Nikki the Nose, mm-hmm. uh, played by the uh, by uh, Donna's dad from that S- seventy show. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that
2: was mm-hmm. okay.
1: Yeah, but uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's like a guy with a, like a big metal nose. Yeah.
0: Very very like hard. He probably novel. lost it from cocaine use from 1920s cocaine use. Are you kidding me? That's obviously from syphilis.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't have a nose in the 1920s, you lost it from syphilis. That's
0: true. Like, that's true. On. Yeah. And especially like mobsters all had la uh, Oh yeah. had syphilis. Like oh, the, yeah. didn't it didn't, didn't Yeah, didn't Al Capone have syphilis? Uh, that's why they I'm sure. I'm sure. That's why they thought that he was kind of like crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We love syphilis, don't we folks? <laughs>
1: um so uh, this is the only good action Picard scene in all four of the Tng films, yeah, and it fucking rocks
0: and it also brings up a b- other question like he obviously had came up with this idea because he knew like machine guns would have an effect on the Borg because they can't deflect it right and because like because it's yeah, not energy, destroys- it's not an energy based weapon right and so that that begs the question why don't they all have? With Given that there are encounters with the Borg and, like, uh, why don't they all have, like, AK-47s or some shit or A- AR-15s? I
1: mean, one one would think that perhaps uh everything but the hole in the ship might not be able to withstand bullet puncture. Mm. And so yeah. that, that would probably not be great for, like, the computer and stuff if you're just yeah. firing bullets around and <laughs> yeah. probably destroy every console in the ship. Yeah. So, I don't know, there, there's definitely considerations to be made of, like, why having bullets on... I mean, why don't you have bullets on an airplane? <laughs> much yeah. just, same thing, why they don't let Marshall, you know, air marshals have anything but the fucking, like, bullets that are, you know, that won't blow a hole in the side of the plane. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think there's pretty good reasons, and also at this point, like, God, I just can't imagine they're even producing guns anymore, right? No,
0: but I was just thinking, like, well, like, they would, they would, as retali- as as a response to the Borg yeah. and their and the fact that they're so so uh able to deflect energy based weapons. Yeah, and I
1: guess you could always just yeah just replicate a ton of them. Yeah, but you know at this point I assume that the Borg have use a three D taken- printer to make a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I assume the Borg
1: have already taken over all of the replicators at this
0: point. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief, but that is a good point. Why do they never just go fucking ham on all of the Borg? With old style weapons. Yeah.
0: Like, up. yeah, like, or like with botless or like just, just have like a, like a Viking broadsword type shit. Just like go, go ham on them with that. Dude. Bows and arrows.
1: Yeah. What, 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 um, ooh, Riker with a war hammer. Yeah. Dude, just Riker smashing motherfuckers <laughs> with a giant sledgehammer
0: or, or wharf, but, but Riker. That would have been sick as fuck. Cause I actually heard, apparently, I read like, um, Originally, Mm -hmm. like when they were toying around with the plot of the film and like and and using time travel, Mm -hmm. originally they were thinking about going back to medieval times. That would have been cool. And then have the Borg have like a half Borg castle. And so we really—that would would have been so cool, dude. (laughs) So we really would have seen fucking Riker with a warhammer, Worf with a fucking battle axe, and like you know, and maybe like you know, like yeah, Picard with a broadsword, you know. Oh yeah, then Deanna has like a bow and arrow.
1: uh, I'm (laughs) thinking Jordy is more the rogue type. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Deanna's definitely like a wizard.
0: Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or like a, a oh yeah, yeah. I can a, see the,
1: alchemist or something. Yeah, I
0: can see. Yeah, making like uh, making like fucking like medieval mu- malt of cocktails or some shit, and mm. like yeah, you use that fucking shit like burn them, burn the motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, why doesn't he have a fucking like flamethrower?
0: Yeah, the Borg really would have been like fuck. They'd just been like run. They have weapons. <laughs> <laughs> they have bladed weapons. We can't fire, deflect. Fire bad. Fire bad. Fire bad. <laughs> fire bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been sick as fuck we are Borg Zaya <laughs> a bad <laughs> um, yeah it would have been like sort of like army of darkness almost
1: yeah yeah you're not wrong yeah as everyone knows army of darkness fucking rocks it does like there's
0: there a weird like
1: I feel like the film is just slightly incomplete it but, is. But yeah. at the same time, I love it. Like, yeah, it feels there's like maybe like 15 minutes of the film just like missing, and I don't know <laughs> what it is. There's just like this emptiness that like the other two Evil Deads don't have. The other two yeah. Evil Deads feel very complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Army of Darkness, great film, but just like there's something, something that's missing. Yeah. Is. So, um, at this point. Uh, Fucking Picard as Dixon Hill goes absolutely berserk
2: and uh <laughs>
1: destroys the fucking Borg uh by by shooting him and then like raises the gun and he's ready to fucking go melee with the yeah. butt of the gun on them. But uh Lily, played by CCH Boundary, <laughs> is like, no, Kirk, stop
0: that You're damn fucking- it, Dutch, stop trying to stop it, Kirk Stop trying to smash him with a damn tiny gun! What's wrong with you? <laughs> so,
1: she asks how um he did that uh with a holograph, and he tells her that he disengaged the safety protocols mm-hmm. on the holodeck, which is fine. I yeah. guess that works. Like, why didn't they all just hang out in the holodeck this whole time?
0: Yeah, but it would have been a good place to have uh, like the um like a standoff with the the rest of the Borg.
1: Yeah, and it's also strange
0: too. Because they could in- endlessly replicate Tommy guns.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's that. But at the same time, it's weird that uh, like he entered the holodeck and everything. And the Borg just didn't like tap into the holodeck
0: and reprogram it immediately. Yeah, mm. oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, can they not sense that like they're in a holograph program? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're as dumb as and smart as they need to be in a given scene. That's true. Um, so... Uh,
1: Despite her trying to uh, get him to not uh, just tear these things apart, uh, (laughs) Picard goes ahead and starts pulling open the chest cavity (laughs) of one of the drones when Lily, played by CCH Pounder, notices the Borg had partial remains of a Starfleet uniform on. Mm -hmm. Picard uh, unemotionally informs her that the Borg was formerly Starfleet Ensign Lynch. So this is his second employee he's fucking killed today.
0: Yeah, and and feels nothing.
1: No, and like no, he was like Ensign Lynch. Ah, that's a funny name. Little (laughs) coincidental because I lynched them.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it's like, and this is all in the service of getting you know this part that he needs, and it's just like, but yeah, he could have cared less who he sacrificed or. And and the fact that it was it was um, an ensign of all things, you know, just someone that was completely new to Starfleet, basically, and it, it doesn't affect him in the slightest. Lower decks, lower priority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like, well, fucking going to reach my go go in elbow deep inside this chest cavity. Yeah, it's like, yeah, cool dude, cool captain. Yeah, it, the 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 disrespect uh for life that this that movie Picard has is very, very disconcerting.
1: It really is. It really yeah. is. Because like it's a complete one eighty because like TNG Picard has an absolute reverence for life. Like more yes. than anything. Like, you know, especially on like even starting out with like encounter at Farpoint, like his mm-hmm. main thing the whole time is like, yeah, you know, we need to respect life and like these people aren't respecting life. Yes. Like that's that's his thing. Like specifically he's a lawyer who talks about like how important life is. I mm-hmm. mean, what fucking measure of a man? Mm. Like, the entire time, for an hour, he basically argues, like, how are robots are people. Yes. Like, that's it.
0: Yeah. And really, he does, and, you know, towards the end, obviously, he does just think of robots as people. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, because like, cause he'll go, I mean, we'll get to it, but oh, well, let's continue. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, Picard, um informs uh, Lily that this was Starfleet Ensign Lynch and retrieves a Borg neural processor from his chest cavity and proceeds to the bridge, surprising Lily at how emotionally detached he was at the thought of killing his own crew member. Mm -hmm. So on Earth, uh, back on Earth with the rest of the crew, Cochrane has grown frustrated with the high esteem bestowed upon him by 24th century officers as they repair the Phoenix. Uh, first, he starts talking to, uh, with uh, LaForge, but uh, then he has a run-in with Lieutenant Barclay, who has this big copper tubing thing for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like many of the other crew have already done, asks to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. And Cochrane's like, Barclay, I know what you do with that hand. <laughs> Get away from me. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't want hand aids. <laughs> Um, no, he uses the hollow flesh fleshlight. Uh, yes. I hope you're wearing some hollow gloves there, buddy. Uh,
1: hollow fleshlight. Interesting idea. Yeah. No, I mean, that's basically, I mean, I guess that's a great idea cause you can make it, but here's the thing with a hollow fleshlight, like after you're done with it, when you make it disappear, your cum just falls into your lap, right?
0: Well, it's ba- I mean, it's basically what they, how they treat the, the people on the, on the, on the, uh, on the holodeck but you yeah know. but
1: but the cum goes into the holodeck filters at that point oh yeah So i'm talking if you like make a holographic thing mm. you just replicate it and toss it back in the replicator oh yeah thing, yeah. Right? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and then you, you know <laughs> it's, replicate it's, one fleshlight and yeah, then it's, 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 it's,
1: it's, send it back with just a little, little extra seasoning <laughs> on it
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just a little just some, some mater- material to be used for something else that someone else gets yes <laughs> um, Come, like someone else orders, like, hmm, can, I have a, just, can I, can I have, it, have order of nachos, please? And then it comes out like, a, like a oh, like, it comes out all right. Just like a like a uh, like a uh, uh, nacho slash Reginald Barclay baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, so it's like a living nacho, and it's just like, help
2: me, <laughs> <laughs> please, please kill. Please kill me,
0: Barclay. Please. Too much, of, too much of your sperms and and the and, and, and the and the and the, uh, and the uh, reserves for the replicator. Like you got to stop. Like everything. God damn it, Barclay! The replicator is four percent of your genetic material. <laughs> everything that we replicate is Barclay, and that, as a part, a part of Barclay, all, to it's it all it now. coming
1: up Barclay. <laughs> <laughs> everything's coming up Barclay. Uh, so. Uh, on Earth, uh, no, so after a run-in with Barclay, where he asks to shake his hand and Cochran is like, uh, they call me Cochran, not cock hand. Get away from me. <laughs> uh, he expresses his reservations to LaForge, who admits that he too is experiencing feelings, a little bit of hero worship, as he went to Zephram Cochran High School. <laughs> so um, I fucking hate that they got Barclay in this film Oh, I like it. I like, but Barclay. nobody from DS nine, but Worf. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the distress. It's, it's the fact that they put bar fucking Barclay in here. Who's like uh, inconsequential.
0: Uh, no, I mean, he's, he's a hero of Voyager. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he gets them in contact on Voyager he's not the hero he just makes it so they can actually like contact yeah. home for the last two seasons
0: but I I I like Bar, I like Barclay I, I mean it is weird that they only had him in for like 30 seconds of yeah because I had
1: no idea he was still even on the Enterprise at this point yeah uh, and in fact like I don't know so I guess directly after this he just goes and he's stationed on Earth and communications there I think so, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I, I just say I, I don't really get Barclay's timeline. But you know why that is? Because I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care about Barclay. He just like comes up and I'm like, God, I'm not another Barclay episode.
0: No, I like I like Reginald Barclay. Uh-huh. You know, I see a lot of myself in him, you know, chronic masturbator. Uh <laughs> Once chronic sex masturbator. With Deanna. Deanna. Likes cats. Yeah, likes Once cats. Wants to have sex
1: with Marina Sirtis. Yeah.
0: Chronic masturbator.
1: Uh, fills in for Michael Savage when he's not on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Dwight Schultz is a fucking. Yeah, I good mean too. he
0: he he does suck in real life. Yeah, fuck Dwight Schultz. Fuck yeah. that
1: guy. <laughs> um so uh Cochrane expresses his uh, no no no. So uh LaForge reveals to Cochrane that the missile silo would eventually become a statue in his honor, 20 feet high and made out of marble. The scientist quickly escapes into the woods, attempting to flee. Riker and Geordie give chase, ultimately stunning Cochrane with a phaser to prevent his escape. Which, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. There's better ways to do that, right? Yeah. But, and shooting him, I think, maybe.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Know. He does, like, but Riker does say, like, we don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just shoots him, but it says, like, Come on, dude. Well, it's like, yes, this is the this is uh the trouble. Like have some restraint with Mm -hmm. with how much information you're feeding this man because that is the natural reaction I feel to just being told like this insane information. Yeah. Like you're just overloading his brain with 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 this stuff. Like no one
1: I mean It's like
0: that's like and this is and this is all in a very short window of time. Mm -hmm. And so you're you're really Like asking him to make a lot of a lot of like leaps with like everything he knows and everything he holds dear and just like what the world as he knows it is 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 going to they're telling him that everything's going to radically change Mm -hmm. he's going to be at the forefront and he needs to and he's going to be having to step up into a leadership position and something that he never expected and he's also going to be lionized throughout time. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah.
1: Like imagine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine if, yeah, basically like someone came to you and they're like, Hey, we're like 300 years from the future. You're like, um, you're like humanity's like, I don't know, fucking like George Washington. Like you yeah. are, you are the most important person in human
0: history. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Someone's like, someone comes up to you tomorrow and's like, you're now the president <laughs> of earth.
1: Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like I'd be like, I mean, uh, does that come with, like, blowjob benefits? <laughs> like, I don't know. I am guessing so. I, I'd hope so. I mean, like, yeah. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Although, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, Monica, Monica Lewinsky, a, a bit thick for my taste. But actually, <laughs> now she's banging. She yeah,
0: I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, fun seeing her on Instagram. Yeah, she's, she's living her life.
1: Yeah, she's fun. She's yeah. uh, She says fun stuff and has has pretty, pretty decent opinions. Yeah. And uh, makes lots of jokes at her own expense, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like I don't blame Cochran, and I it, it is something like you know it's also, it's fun to watch in a movie, mm-hmm. but you know you also kind of wonder like would, what would, would um would Starfleet officers be acting so goofy True. and just like and just like being having having diary of the mouth when it comes yeah, to
1: better question who would you treat like this.
0: Who would I treat like this? Yeah, who would
1: you like hero worship and go total fucking fanboy over? <laughs> Could be living or dead. Living or dead? Yeah. Mm. For me, John
0: Brown. John Brown. For yeah, yeah. John Brown. I would yeah. so
1: fucking fanboy for him.
0: Yeah, I used to go to uh, the John, the John Brown thing, and um. Harper's Ferry all the time. Nice. We nice. used to go, used to always go to Harper's Ferry because it's sick and that, that building's still still erect. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We, uh,
1: I, I tried to go to the John Brown Museum in Rhode Island, but it is for the John Brown associated with uh, Brown University who is a <laughs> slave trader. Yeah. Complete opposite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, John Brown was a slave, T-R-A-I-T-O-R, and that he, yeah. uh, he was a trader against white people and the coolest
0: motherfucker of all
1: time because of it.
2: Yeah.
0: He rocks Yeah His truth goes marching on
1: Yeah Glory, glory, hallelujah
0: But yeah But I mean that that's the thing though If yeah, if you were to go back in time You would want to tell him What's gonna happen like yeah. Here's some machine guns but, no, no, who's...
1: <laughs> Answer my question god damn it Who's your guy? Who's my guy? Your guy or your lady Your they them <sighs> of history Who you If you went back in time And you saw them You'd be like Holy shit You are like You're my Zephram Cochrane. <sighs>
0: you don't yeah I mean I definitely like I mean I you know I obviously I like odorous from Guar odorous wrong there you go yeah yeah no yeah I'm yeah. like
1: yeah because you know he was he was a legend yeah and it'd be cool to be able to go back in time and like tell him he means a lot
0: yeah. yeah there you go I did email him one time and he got back to me just saying that's cool
1: that's that's awesome <laughs> we love that
0: yeah we love that. yeah so, when I was like 17 hell yeah <laughs> it's far too young for guar you shouldn't be
1: able to you shouldn't be allowed to listen to Guar until you're like at least in your early 30s. It's true. It's
0: true. I was uh, I was I'm those. still probably too young for Guar. Yeah. I feel like you've finally aged into Guar. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm at my Guar stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, in engineering on the Borg Enterprise, the operation to give data flesh and blood continues. Exploiting a small window of opportunity, however, Data breaks free of the operating table and attempts to escape his board. Captures. He is stopped, however, when a drone slashes at and cuts Data's new human flesh. <laughs> Data is now ex- uh, forced to experience a whole new feeling.
0: I do like how he does hold up his arm as he's done countless times. You know, when he when he's when he fights when Data fights, he he always puts up his arm. Mm. Because to deflect a blow, because yeah, he doesn't he's feel anything. Like he's right. indestructible, and yeah, it is funny. He just does it instinctively without even taking yeah. consideration. His his new flesh.
1: Yep, and now he has pain for the first time. Yeah, long live the new flesh.
0: Indeed, very yeah. video-drome David Cronenberg stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he's, I mean,
1: it is very light body horror, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so,
1: he feels pain for the first time and is very confused by it, despite the fact uh, that he wants to rip the flesh off he can't bring himself to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Borg Queen asks why he protects his flesh if he doesn't care about it, which is a really kind of interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, The Borg Queen then sets about seducing Data, um, who explains that he is both fully functional and programmed in multiple techniques. However... Yeah, like t- it, is a
0: speech that he gave to Tasha.
1: But when he did it to t- Tasha, he was so Chad about it. He, was, he like, was. He's like, I am fully functional and programmed in multiple techniques with the Boar queen. He is the littlest bottom bitch. He's like, yeah. I'm a fully functional. Like, yeah. That's because he now he can feel shame. Yeah, but he also just like acts like a bottom. I think. I think. Yeah, like if given human inhibitions, like he would be a bottom. I think, yeah, maybe. I think, I think he's only accidentally a top because he's an Android and that's what he's programmed to do. Mm,
0: yeah. Cause he's, he, he is about like serving and yeah. being, and being helpful. Mm-hmm. And he would just be like, use me, Jordy. Yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> like, the thing is too, about here, um,
0: he also, so said, Jordy's also a bottom. So, Oh, a hundred percent. So,
1: uh, Data has also said it has been just over eight years since he used his uh, fully functional multiple techniques.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, um, you know, that tells us that the last time he had sex was with Tasha Yar. Mm-hmm. Which, I gotta say, if you are a robot on a spaceship with hundreds of people, many of them single, and none of them are fucking you after the first one you fuck, your dick game his motherfucking dog shit.
0: Well, he did have that one dog he shit. He did have that one girlfriend. Remember, like that blonde girl. Yeah, but they didn't fuck. No, they didn't fuck. They didn't which fuck. yeah, which tells us they didn't fuck. Like which they should have because like, it's but strict. she was also she was also like like going to him out of grief in a way. Which is like that's fine. Yeah. Like
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> I have been having crazy amounts of grief sex this week. <laughs> like I mean. <laughs> It's like, you know, obviously a distraction is nice. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, I hit people up. I'm like, hey, the personal tragedy. Uh, do you just want to spend time together? And they're like, yeah, let's fuck. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do that.
0: Let's, no, you're let's, twisting
1: my arm. Yes. I mean, <laughs> as they say, like, tears are the greatest loop. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's not untrue that, like, highly emotional moments and periods in life Actually, great for sex. Like, even if it's bad, like some of the best sex I've ever had are like going through like incredibly turbulent breakups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something like that. So, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Everyone copes in their own way. Indeed. I cope with my penis.
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, just after he tells the queen that it's been eight years since he's used his dick, mm-hmm. she starts like making out with him and
0: they fuck. Which, like, you- who who would do that that's the hottest thing i ever heard yeah that, that'd be more like ooh. yeah
1: if like i was about, the last
0: girl i had sex with died <laughs> 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 like,
1: I know, like, like, ooh. Yeah, i watched the last girl i had sex with die eight years ago and i just haven't
0: fucked since then like, Ooh, yeah like, like something that'd be like tons of red flags and she's just yeah. like that's so fucking hot
1: I mean, yeah, I'd be like, maybe you should find someone from a grief group to have <laughs> yeah. sex with. Like, uh, she's walk. actually
0: just like, she actually just like, do you want to talk? And then, they just <laughs> and then like, when it cuts back, they're just having tea. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> like, like, sit, like...
1: sitting on the floor together and she's like giving him a shoulder rub and she's like, I'm so sorry. It's so hard to lose someone like that. Yeah, she, she... I lost someone too. His name was cute. <laughs>
0: yeah. and she tenderly places her her hand on his flesh arm, and he's like, "There, there," and he's just like, <laughs> just started to like com- let it comes all out. again, let it all out, <laughs> yeah, <Comes> twice more.
1: <laughs> These tears are, really are the best lube. Now that would have been sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, elsewhere on on uh, the Enterprise, Picard returns to the bridge to brief his crew on the situation. The Borg planned to use the ship's navigational deflector to contact reinforcements in the Delta Quadrant, which would easily conquer Earth. With no other way to gain access to the deflector dish, Picard, Worf, and the ship's helmsman, Lieutenant Hawk, who we saw before in the film, mm-hmm. uh, don EV suits and cross the exterior hull of the ship on foot, uh, much to Worf's dismay, because he is afraid of being on the outside of ships, It's mm-hmm. is kind of a fun little thing to yeah. add to Warp's character.
0: Yeah, he, he apparently hates zero G mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fighting. Yes, uh,
1: which is, is interesting. You figure like if he hated it so much, he'd like have gotten better at it in the holodeck because mm. that's what a
0: warrior would do and shit. Right? Yeah, I mean, he probably just figures it would have never come up. He's just like, when will that ever happen? <laughs> like,
1: I'm a, I only live on a spaceship. When am I ever going to have to be on the exterior of a spaceship? Yeah. Especially is the chief security officer in charge of making sure nothing else gets in this spaceship. <laughs> like, come
0: on, guy. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely kicking himself for not doing that. Though, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, he also says uh, the zero gravity is making him feel sick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, we've never seen—I don't know if we've seen like anybody in Star Trek throw up, much less a Klingon. I bet Klingon's barfing is
0: awesome. Oh, yeah, it probably rocks. Yeah, I bet it just fucking, it's like explosive. I bet <laughs> it's scary. Also, considering how drunk they get on blood wine and stuff. Like, right? How, I,
1: how have we never seen one of them throw, maybe they throw up through like one of their dicks.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. I like to believe that.
1: Hmm. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe they have a pee dick and a puke dick. <laughs> <laughs> it would yeah, be, f- hey, baby, suck the puke dick this time. <laughs> <laughs> that one's horny right now. <laughs> like the pew dick. That's the name of this episode. Uh, Hell yeah. Finding finding several Jones constructing a beacon atop the particle uh, emitter. um, Unable to simply destroy the dish due to the risk of severe damage to the ship if it's still attached, Picard and company work to manually release it into space. And this is like a really great sequence. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard. I I can't really like flesh it out too much because it's just a bunch of actions that Mm -hmm. they take, but it's like, it's one of those things where I really love in movies when or in shows when they like have a plan and they put it into action and there's like no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like all action. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what the scene is. It's like oh, 5 yeah. minutes of basically silence. I just like stuff happening. which Yeah, is cause,
0: yeah, because that makes sense. They're all they're in the dead of space, mm-hmm. and they want to keep you know like uh, radio transmissions to a to a minimum.
1: And in space, no one can hear you cream.
0: No, no one can hear you cream. Yeah, it's a really it's a really great scene. Has some tension. You know, whatever. Tension, yeah. Know what everyone's doing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a good ticking clock and stuff.
1: So arousing a response from the drones, uh, the Enterprise officers uh, fall into battle with the Borg, who are able to injure Worf. And unfortunately, drag away Hawk and assimilate him, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird scene because they, like, drag him, like, over a precipice. And he's like, no! Yeah, it looks like and they're Picard's about to. And like, the-
0: Hawk! And looks- he's like, well, well it's done. Did you know uh, Hawk? Mm-hmm. he's uh, He was a gay character.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, apparently they were going to address it in the, sh- in the movie, like, mm-hmm. sh- reveal that he's openly gay. But, like, uh, I guess they reveal it in some... Um, and uh, other other like comic books and novelizations and stuff. Oh
1: man, it'd be so amazing if like they assimilated him and immediately started drag brunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are the Borg. He comes this is drag brunch. He comes back over the hill. With Not the, with having the... fun is futile. <laughs> he comes over the back over the uh, the hill uh, assimilated with holding a bunch of mimosas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Bottomless mimosas, bitches.
1: Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh recovering quickly. Oh, sorry. Um uh, Borg tries to kill Picard, uh, but he jumps over him. Yeah, this part and was fun. This part was really fun, and it was a great action Picard part because mm-hmm. he like after he jumps over the Borg, he's like winded. He's yeah. like it's 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 like realistic old man action because like old men can still do things, they're just tired immediately afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so is- he was like <sighs>
0: god damn (laughs) and it's a good action Picard part because he's not like fucking psychotic with his mouth foaming with rage no no, he's he's, he's, he's
1: trying to avoid things which is an action that
0: serves a purpose Mm -hmm. for something other than just straight up murder absolutely
1: (laughs) so recovering quickly uh, Picard finishes his task and releases the deflector dish into space Hawk who is now assimilated comes back over the precipice and tries to kill Picard by throwing him to a wall cracking the glass on his helmet which I'm like, why are they still using glass on these EV suits and not like, um, uh,
0: uh, transparent
1: aluminum? Yeah, transparent aluminum or titanium. Yeah. like it's made very clear that they have that. I mean,
0: the same thing happens when you know, in generations, when um the saucer section crashes to Earth and all the windows shatter. You're right. You're and right. That's that is- obviously supposed to be um. Uh, transparent aluminum right right and that's what all their windows are made out of on the because like they, literally they have to be yeah <laughs> and and um and so that's probably like you know aluminum that's like what like like a foot thick <laughs> probably yeah. and it just shatters like glass and like this and is like it's th- same should go for their uh for their uh ev suits they should the, definitely maybe the borg are just extra extra strong yeah they could just be extra extra strong
1: extra super strong guys Yeah. So um, just as Hawk is about to slam his foot down on Picard's face, Worf shoots Hawk, and he flies away
0: into space. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Which also, um, like how much Borg do they leave in space around <laughs> in the in the past? Like there is so much. Like for one, there is all the debris from the sphere. Correct. That's just just now orbiting the Earth. Mm-hmm. There's God knows how many Borg mm-hmm. <laughs> bodies orbiting the Earth,
1: and so yeah that that really does beg the question then, like, I mean how how did humans again not know about the Borg until Q who mm. because at this point, fucking Zephram Cochran knew about the Borg, as did Lily, but I guess they just didn't tell anybody ever. Mm-hmm. 'Cause that could have affected the timeline, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but like I don't Lily encountered them directly. Yeah. I, like actually saw them.
0: And yeah, they don't have anything like keep it a secret link. And they're just no. like, Yeah, it, it's interesting, like, yeah, they just like trust that they're not going to blab about the Federation, about about what the, the future that's coming, mm-hmm. uh, about anything. They're just like they just like there's like they keep their mouth shut. And I mean to be fair,
1: like the future and the Federation
0: don't happen for like another hundred years at this point. Yeah, but like still, I'd be I mean, like, I met, there's a thing called the Federation. Yeah, there are a like, bunch of planets. I met a goddamn Klingon, a Klingon. <laughs> I met, I met a, uh, I met, these, I met space zombies, mm. space zombies. They're, they're out there. Like, you think it, that would be funny if like it inspires like a hyper militaristic. Um, like an idea of the Federation where instead they're just all preparing for this invasion from the Borg that I mean, doesn't come for
1: another 300 years. So that, that is the setup that would make sense to the prelude of Star Trek Picard season two. Yeah. Where Picard is like a
0: fash. Yes. Yeah. That yeah it would make sense. Like, yeah. What if Lily was just like, Holy shit. I saw the most insane fucking shit. And, mm-hmm we need to make sure that we're prepared to take on these fucking space zombies. Mm-hmm. And so then that just, and then that just like, that's what, that's what the whole goal of humanity is. Not, yeah. not like not ending racism, poverty and everything else, but well, like you, fuck up these space zombies. Out here, there. <laughs> here's the idea now.
1: Um, limited run series starring CCH Pounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, all about bring her out of retirement. Yeah, br- uh, is she in retirement? Maybe. I don't know what she I, been I, in lately. I don't know. Probably uh the chicago stuff that dick wolf does mm. I imagine so uh at this point Worf allows the def- oh
0: yeah that's right she was an avatar
1: oh yeah yeah she was she yeah was,
0: yeah um, but but that's that's cch pounder That's cch pounder not uh not alfrey woodard who <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i know it's cch pounder that's who's in both movies oh right? yeah of course of course yeah. of course <laughs> so Worf allows the uh, deflector dish to uh, drift away from the ship, and then says,
0: "Assimilate this," and (laughs) blows it up with a phaser rifle. What cheesiest line! It is
1: the cheesiest line, but it is the best line in the entire film. It is such a feel-good, awesome moment. It Mm -hmm. it is like, it is straight up like if they would have made. I'm surprised they didn't make like Arnold Schwarzenegger a Klingon because like this is such an Arnold Schwarzenegger line. It is, and it rules yeah it was it was just like i mean it's cheesy yeah mm-hmm. of course it's very cheesy but it is incredibly fun yeah which is the bigger part of it
0: and uh there was that line also um earlier uh like uh is it picard is it earlier where picard goes the uh the te- the um the news of my uh, assimilation has been greatly exaggerated oh yeah yeah <laughs> that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah
1: um, so, sensing the destruction of the beacon, the Borg Queen announces to Data, still undergoing the skin operation, that she has made a change of plans. Mm. So, repairs to the Phoenix have finally been completed, and Riker joins Cochrane in the warp ship's cockpit. Cochrane admits to the commander that he has a four-alarm hangover, which... I don't know what that is.
0: Just a really bad hangover okay but why is it four alarm just like you know how you have five alarm chili i do can you explain that yeah it means that there's like uh one two three four five alarms when you eat the chili holy shit (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know how to count could you could you play that back for me real quick there's one 2. I'm sorry I lost you again. 1? Okay, two, I lost you again. 1? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so um uh, so Cochran admits to Riker that he has a four alarm hangover, but he's not sure if it's because of the whiskey or his disruptors. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, if you get shot, that might give you a hangover, which
0: is fair. Like that's a, that's a also very like shitty just being like, you know, like, yeah, thanks for shooting me, asshole. But yeah, I'm just no. like, yeah, I, don't, I can't tell if I feel bad because, uh, you know, I drink a lot of whiskey last night or you, when you fucking shot me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure if it's because I'm a f- uh, highly functional alcoholic or, uh, you know, it's because you almost killed me
0: last night. <laughs> yeah. It could be because you almost killed me last night yeah, with remember, a laser gun. Yeah, remember when you did that, you fucking asshole? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just going into the woods because I was having second thoughts
0: and you tried to kill me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm supposed to be the hero of the world. You could have killed me, you fucking <laughs> idiot. It'd be funny if there is, it's like they end up having to, like, like handcuff him to to into the ship and like It'd launch be, him. No, no,
1: it would be so much funnier if Riker accidentally had his phaser set to kill. Him. <laughs> it was like, come back, Cochrane! Bang! <laughs> He's like, uh oh! And they would just like poke him. <laughs> Four kids come along. I want to see a dead man.
0: <laughs> like, all right, Jordy, you got to wear his skin. <laughs> and <it's> just like, <laughs> they end up getting him. Like, hey, everybody, I'm Zach <laughs> Jefferson Cochrane. <laughs> it,
1: it fits him like the suit in
0: generations. Yeah, it's <laughs> all hanging all loose. Well, I mean, yeah, because like, uh, fucking James Cromwell is like as tall as I am. He's he, super tall. He is taller than Riker. Yeah, no, it's And up, Riker is six three. Yeah, yeah, he's he's as tall as I am. I yeah, like, he's
1: like six four, like yeah. or six five, maybe.
0: Yeah, he's massive. I yeah, was like, and, and
1: Jordy is. I mean, yeah, uh, Levar Burton is not a very big guy. No, like he's he's a he's a he's a tiny fella, and so <laughs> like. He would be swimming in the and Cochrane skin. <laughs> he's like, like, boy, everybody, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going on the plane. <laughs> It'd be great if they're like, this doesn't fit. You should wear it, Riker. And he's like, all right, and so he doesn't. There's just like beard hair sticking out everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Vincent D'Onofrio De- in um in Men in Black. You know when he's when he's wearing like the skin suit. Isn't it D'Onofrio? Whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Sugar water. more sugar. <laughs>
1: really, honestly, that I love that performance so much. Oh, me like, too. Vincent D'Onofrio is a great actor. He that's, is. That's like the first comedic role he ever had, and mm-hmm. he fucking murders it.
0: Yeah, he's excellent. It at very I mean, he's very funny. creepy. It's it's oh, terrifying. Yeah,
1: v- creepy, but at the same time, like, campy. Mm-hmm. Oh, in yeah, a very campy way. I mm-hmm. really like him in that. Yeah, that movie fucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, now Cochran tells Riker that uh, his reason for building the Phoenix was not to reach out to the stars or to usher in a new era of humanity or to create utopia, but in fact, money. Mm-hmm. moola, The big bucks. Cha-ching!
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, yeah, he's been... He's not... there. He, humanity hasn't reached the point of enlightenment yet. Of course, that's what—that the reason he's doing this. Yeah, and
1: so <laughs> Riker's like... um but uh, you usher in a uh, post-scarcity society, and Cochrane's like,
0: fuck that! <laughs> fuck that! I want to be a billionaire! <laughs> Bang! Yeah.
1: <laughs> blows his fucking brains out over the fucking Phoenix.
0: God, can you imagine if, like, in the future, like, they're all, like, holding Elon Musk as, like, some, like... Uh, yes. I mean, that, that, yes, you know, I can.
1: Yes, I can. Oh, my God. It. That's
0: probably why they uh, do have, like, this hero status for him in Discovery. Like, like the whole... Like the the truth about Elon Musk has been lost throughout time, and just like they just see him as this visionary who thought yeah, of going I, to Mars.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, just like uh, fucking uh, Edison is still seen. Yeah, Edison. And, yeah. and, like Henry Ford is seen to be here. Yeah, again. Henry yeah. Ford,
0: an actual Nazi. Yeah, they were innovators, <laughs> but like history should not look kindly on yeah. them. Yeah, I know? mean, Thomas Edison was just a thief. Yeah, and like and and a fucking scumbag. He was a thief. You gotta believe
1: <laughs> he stole my art and Tesla's plans.
0: Um, oh, I like I liked your beat poetry there. Oh, yeah. From uh, so that's so why I married an ex murderer. So uh, I, I love so it, uh, I love that movie because it it posits a world where a man's able to have like a massive like New York apartment built apartment from uh, being a comedy poet from being a beat comedy poet, and not only is he a beat comedy poet. Every song of his is the same. Yeah, yeah, you're totally
2: right. <laughs> and, it's just,
0: yeah. and it's just like and it's all about his breakups and stuff, and it's just like and people are eating it up and somehow give him enough money so he has a badass fucking apartment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like his parents help him out a lot though. Too, that that right?
0: yeah, that's the only way well, it I mean, makes well, sense. And it,
1: it makes sense because his parents are him.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It's They're all true. the same person. So <laughs> I wonder if his other personalities have jobs. Like if he goes mm. to work as his dad and his mom. Oh, that could
0: be it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, he yeah, yeah, he has yeah D- it's
0: it's actually a movie about D I D yeah it's, yeah, it's the prequel to Split. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how come when I, like his, his girlfriend's like, how come when I meet your parents, you're all never in the same room together? <laughs> it's like, I'll go get my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mom gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. Isn't your mom and dad in there? Yeah, one of them's gonna come out though. <laughs> Two at a time in the bathroom, everybody. Two at a time. Uh. No, oh, Grandpa's here three at a time in the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, Rick assures Cochran that he is a more honorable man than he even mm. knows and says, Don't try to be a great man, just try to be a man. And Cochran laughs at that and he's like, uh, What dumb motherfucking piss sucking cum liquor, bald fucking cum nose said that? And uh, Riker's like, you say that ten years in the future. Oh,
0: yeah. But also, I don't like that, lot, like them telling him that because it's it's sh- it means that he's had like a change of heart at some point, point. Mm-hmm. and I feel like you want to allow someone to have that naturally without being telling them.
1: Right, and yeah, it's uh, and it's weird too. Like exactly with what Zephyr Cochrane does with the rest of his life. Yeah, because you know we know from Enterprise that basically, like after he achieved warp. He uh you know like came back to earth for a little while uh became super rich on his fucking shit and then just like took a space vessel out
0: to Alpha Centauri.
1: Yeah, and just like is like I'm going to go as far as I can and just disappeared. Yeah. Wow.
0: But he do, he do, yeah he was like uh in yeah he shows up in um, TOS. Right, right, right. Yeah, but like um yeah, it's a yeah, it's kind of weird. It is. But uh Yeah, I also, I also don't like how uh, Riker and LaForge go with him on this historic journey. It is super weird because you feel like that, like I mean, in the I'm, history I'm, books,
1: they would note
0: that. Yeah, and I'm but, I'm, but I'm guessing like Lily was supposed to be there. Be at least one. Oh, of Oh,
1: okay. So, so that makes sense then. I can yeah. see historians getting CCH Pounder and Lavar Burton mixed up <laughs> yeah. because they're black. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but she's, but she's
0: currently on the Enterprise, but I'm guessing like maybe like who was ever in Riker's seat was also probably like killed maybe on the blast. Like probably. the people, maybe the because pe- like I'm, because like, I know for a fact well, like Lily was. Maybe not the
1: blast, but probably the radiation poisoning from the beginning. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, everyone in the silo was dead because of that. So we assume mm-hmm. probably... Like, all the people that were supposed to be on the original mission died from that radiation Mm -hmm. poisoning. That makes sense. Yeah, I
2: don't
1: know. Yeah. So, returning to the bridge, uh, Picard and Worf find the situation has gotten much worse. The Borg have continued their takeover of the ship, assimilating decks 5 and 6, with the intent of charging their way to the bridge. And the crew's phasers can no longer affect their adversaries. (laughs) So, I think the reason Guinan isn't in this is because they never mentioned deck 10. I think that's
0: the only yeah, she's done yeah, yeah. I mean, there. She literally doesn't have her bar. Yeah, yeah. Like ten forward is gone.
1: I mean, I'm sure they have a ten forward on Enterprise because yeah. there is a deck ten. Yeah, and so they've got to have some kind of recreational yeah. place. But so.
0: maybe that means like the reason why she's not on is yeah, like she doesn't have her bar.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, because like what happens to Guinan? Because Guinan happens to be, I think, the only permanent non-Starfleet personnel on that ship, right? Hmm. Like, I, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, there was that waiter for that one episode. Oh, the barber. There's the barber. Yeah, okay.
0: the bullion barber. Yeah, yeah, the bullion barber. That guy fucking rocks. And the one dude from the Lower Decks episode. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: yeah, that's what I was talking about, the waiter. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, there's like, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe two f- civilians on the entire enterprise. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, besides like people's childrens and husbands and wives.
0: Yeah, well, I guess technically um, Keiko is... Yeah, I mean, she, you're right. she she works in the in the botany and stuff.
1: Right. But eventually she's uh like given grants by Starfleet to do botany stuff. Yeah. So she does and then she also works for Starfleet as a civilian, I guess, but mm-hmm. a civilian teacher. So yeah. you know, she she does have jobs and I guess she is a civilian, but she does work for Starfleet mm-hmm. Starfleet like pays her checks or yeah. credits or whatever the fuck they do there. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So Um, The crew are shocked when Lieutenant Daniels is ordered by Picard to continue to defend against the unstoppable drones, even being told to fight hand-to-hand, if need be. Uh, Worf and Crusher argue against this, instead suggesting evacuating the Enterprise in escape pods and setting the ship to self-destruct to destroy the Borg. Picard balks at this, angrily, and Worf attempts to reason with the captain, telling him that his experience with the Borg is obviously clouding his judgment. And this is interesting. I actually really like this part of the film Mm -hmm. where Picard really becomes not Picard. Mm -hmm. Where he like goes into like, he spirals out of control because of his like hatred Mm -hmm. and his uh, inability to deal with what happened to him like six years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, Picard responds by calling the Klingon a coward Uh, by wanting to destroy the ship and simply run away. Worf, insulted in outrage, snarls at Picard, if you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand.
0: Yeah, I love that line because, like, yeah, yeah, like, Worf, you know, he won't let Rank, you know, like, have have his honor insulted, like, he's just like... He's a fucking Klingon, first of all. Yeah, he, and that's, and, and, and that's another thing, like, yeah, like, Picard is obviously pretty angry because he he knows that about Worf and Klingon culture, like yeah. to call to call a Klingon a coward, yeah, is, is
1: asking for a fucking fight,
0: and right. yeah, and just like one of the deepest cuts you can ever give mm-hmm. to uh, to insults you can ever do to someone, and like it's 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 yeah, it's
1: it's unacceptable. I mean, yeah. he he, he, uh, he that's the Klingon n word. Let's be honest, yeah, coward yeah. is the Klingon n word. Yeah. just he just fucking dropped that, like,
0: he, yeah, if and I, Worf and Worf and I think Worf like. Uh, no, he he acted with restraint, but he was like, but you could tell he's like, like how dare you? Motherfuck- how motherfucking dare you?
1: Motherfucker said what?
0: Yeah, he's like, you know, about to yeah, you know, be like, all right, let's take let's take our ranks off, yeah, settle yeah, this, yeah. like,
1: yeah, it's fucking your pips mean nothing for the next five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Worf keeps it together. He because like that's the thing. Yeah, Worf is acting is is uh is still p- being professional and mm. yeah, and, and it is it is insane how how much Picard is losing it (laughs) just at the scene.
1: Speaking of which, the very next thing he says to Worf is, get off my bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He orders Worf uh, before heading into the observation lounge. Uh, Dr. Crusher begins to coordinate the remaining crew in defense of the ship, but Lily, played by CCH Pounder, argues in favor of the self-destruct sequence. Mm -hmm. Crusher points out that when the captain makes up his mind, the discussion
0: is over. That's... No, that's not really Yeah, that's one thing about the card is he's always open to suggestions. Yeah, the
1: discussion's never over
0: until, you know, there's a Romulan senator that wants to fight. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what that and that's what really was missing, yeah, from the whole thing. A Romulan like,
1: Senator that wants to
0: fight no, uh, about, headings. <laughs> about about like, you know, like him meeting with his with his, with his with his officers and mm-hmm. and and plotting the course of action and getting everyone's input he he, he just makes decisions right right he off the never bat. does that like never does you that. always
1: need at least like one of wharf telling them to do the most violent thing possible mm-hmm. and like and then jordy being like how do how about we fix it with technology and then uh riker being like I don't know about any of that. Can I'm f- going to stick
0: my balls. <laughs> yeah, I can,
1: can I? F- <laughs> can I fuck my way out of this for us? Yeah.
0: I mean, granted that all the his only senior officers that he has are on on the ship currently. True. I think we had Crusher and
1: Worf and Data, but he's indisposed. And Data
0: isn't disposed, but you know, he would have gathered like some other people and just like gotten and and taken a and taken a pull and what what they would have. And then I think they would have like someone would have mentioned self destruct from the beginning.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because it's,
1: I mean it makes sense cuz that's where literally all the borg are.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and I could see like them wanting to like, that the need to take the ship back given like they're stuck in outside of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they like the ship the their ship is the only way back. But um but yeah, like but given like the severity of what's happening mm-hmm. that 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 the entire future is at stake, like it would have like self-destruct would have been like the 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 more obvious choice rather than like the full on assault where <laughs> they could just get their asses handed to him
1: yeah and it, yeah it's super weird that he has decided that like it's totally reasonable to kill all of them with like guns and melee combat and <laughs> save the ship but like you know blowing up the ship that's just that's too much
0: but yeah like saving like get like like evacuating the survivors. Oh. And they would have to live in exile. Oh yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that that is it thing would save too, is, lives.
1: Yeah, it would save lives, but also at the same time, then the crew would be you know uh, fucking marooned on you know fucking twenty first century Earth for the rest of their lives. But I have a
0: thought on that. What's that? I was thinking about it today about they could have marooned ruined themselves, mm-hmm. hidden a um, a beacon that would op- that would that would uh, turn on mm-hmm. you know at at a certain t- at a certain at a certain time. Mm-hmm with a message with a coded message telling them what to do and like maybe send acts for help from the future to send someone back for them.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm going to get that, but
1: you know, I don't, I just, I have a big problem with time travel in Star yeah. Trek because it's like, there was a time during TOS where they actually had like a consistent way to do time travel to the past and mm-hmm. back to the future. And then they just like, kind of erased that yeah and so like they can't make up their mind in star trek about how easy or difficult time travel is how accessible it is and how frequently it happens Mm -hmm. and uh it's why i i think honestly with all the new star treks they should have taken time travel off of the table entirely
0: i i agree i'm not i don't i'm not a huge fan of it when it's used half the time, yeah. like, uh, cause like it does like, cause then you start asking questions, like, especially like, you know, with like, you know, this, like how they treat the timeline and, and preserving the timeline, you know? And, and there was, and also in like season two of Picard mm-hmm. where they also don't preserve the timeline. <laughs> but, and all. so,
1: and so this is why I really love Star Trek, strange new worlds and how they approach not mm-hmm. time travel, but, um, like, Temporal anomalies and temporal yeah. splits. Because oh yeah, I mean, there's it, definitely
0: ways they've done it in Star yeah. Trek a lot where it's good.
1: Yeah, because yeah, like you know, the the finale of Strange New Worlds is all about Pike coming from the future to tell himself not to change the past.
0: Yeah, and All Good Things. That's that's yeah, that's, that's the t- same thing actually too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 All Good Things. That's a big temporal uh, uh, th- episode that's done excellent. Yeah, it's one of the best. I you know but that, that again,
1: isn't time travel. No. That's like all in the mind's eye type stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a tricky thing to deal with because, it is. and I, I just wish they wouldn't deal with it. Yeah, it, it, at least not as often as they do, if at all, because I don't know. Time travel to me is a cheap storytelling device for the yeah. most part, especially when it comes to sci-fi and shit, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to make the threat the future isn't how it's supposed to be or like yeah. the present isn't how it's supposed to be so we have to go back in the past and make the present how it's supposed to be again mm-hmm. that's the easiest fucking story you can set up for sci-fi yeah it's fucking lazy yeah and i wish they just wouldn't use it at all
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: but then again mm-hmm. this movie rocks so hard <laughs> it makes it acceptable and also thankfully this is one of the first star treks to actually use this setup of going back to fix the past you know yeah or and you know, it, fix a few, and
0: movie. yeah, I mean it is, and it is a fun movie to watch. It's just a fun movie. Just, just a little like weird to watch Picard just act like a psycho. It is a little strange. And, but this, uh, this and, is his,
1: like circling the drain. Like I like to to view the uh, you know the TOS films. In my opinion, are, are are best viewed knowing that Kirk is, if not the villain, the antagonist of most of the films. Yeah right or everything like he's responsible for everything that transpires mm-hmm. uh for 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 picard it's more like for these four films he is circling the drain quicker yeah. and quicker and like he starts on the outside and like goes further and further in and, and by picard- nemesis he is fucking insane
0: and Picard continues down the drain. He's still he's still doing his downward descent. I mean, at that point, he's like hair stuck in the trap of the drain. <laughs> yeah. like
1: he's he's all the way in the drain. He's just like mold on the side at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, he's mildew. Yeah, he's not because he's not circling anymore. Because circling like requires movement and motion. And you know, for Picard season two, he's just stuck in the same place mentally the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the second time he's stuck in a robot body that they mentioned like half <laughs> once. Yeah, once. Yeah. Anyway, so in the observation lounge, Picard sits at a table and tries to reconfigure his phaser rifle as Lily, played by CCH Pounder, <laughs> enters, calling him a son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, the captain. I like how
0: she's the only one to try to talk some sense into him. I we. know.
1: She's, she's a baddie. Uh, we love her. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Picard, with little time to spare, waves her off. Lily, played by CCH Pounder, admits that uh, while she may not know anything about the time where the crew came from, she knows that everyone on the bridge believes that staying aboard the ship and fighting the Borg is suicide.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They just won't tell Picard because he's uh, being an asshole. Picard dismisses her belief uh, with the assumption that the crew will follow his orders as they always have. Mm Mm-hmm. Lily reminds him that his orders probably make sense most of the time. Picard's temper rises, and he silences her by saying the crew cannot understand the Borg as he does, and that no one can. Um, Lily doesn't really understand what Picard means, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. She wasn't there for Locutus. So Picard explains the circumstances surrounding his abduction and incorporation into the collective six years earlier and smugly tells her that his experience gives him a unique perspective on the Borg and how to fight them. He asks that she excuse him as he has work to do. Lily, played by CCH Pounder, begins to understand Picard's motivations. The Borg had hurt him before, and now he's going to pay them back. So, simple revenge. And, you know, it's weird because, like, Picard is not a revengeman. You know, Picard mm-hmm. is like never exacted revenge on anybody. No, no, it's not as that Kirk. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Kirk hates shit. Yeah. Kirk's a hater. Yeah. Fucking Cisco. Cisco's all about revenge. <laughs> he will like hunt down Michael Eddington's bones mm. just to blow them up. again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of motherfucker he is. And that's why I love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, oh, fucking Janeway? Forget about it. Oh, she yeah. fucking, she is ruthless. Mm-hmm. Like, you talk about genociding people? <laughs> She's a genocide artiste, my friend. Yeah. She has fucking killed, like, a third of the species in the Delta Quadrant, <laughs> sight unseen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And, yeah, and, and that's the thing, as we said before, like, yeah, Picard was given the chance to genocide the Borg and chose not to.
1: Which is crazy, because now he's like, let's genocide the Borg! Yeah, let's
0: genocide the fucking Borg!
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, Picard season two, he's also like, let's not genocide the Borg! Yeah. So it's like, it's very inconsistent. hmm Very inconsistent character traits. So, um... The Bor- or, Sorry, uh, Picard sneers that in the 24th century, mankind doesn't succumb to revenge as they have a more evolved sensibility than what Lily can appreciate. Bullshit, she exclaims <laughs> as she watched him earlier murder two Borg in the holosuite in cold blood with a look of enjoyment on his face.
0: Yeah, tell that to the Lynch! Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we didn't even cover. I- she didn't even see that one, did she? Hmm. Did she see Lynch get marked? I thought he was alone for that.
0: No, remember she's just like, that's when she was like, oh, that, that, he, that Borg's wearing Oh, that's us. right. That's yeah. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the
1: yeah, other one. Yeah, it's in Lynch. I was thinking of the other he's, one he, he murdered earlier. He's dead now. Yeah, because he, he murdered two of his crew mm-hmm. So, uh, Picard is appalled uh, that Lily, played by CCH Bounder, would make such an accusation and snarls at her to get out. And this is like the most snarly Picard has ever been mm-hmm. since he fought his brother. Yes. <laughs> Straight up. Like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do the snarl
0: shit. He doesn't get mad. This part is, like, also kind of un- unintentionally funny.
1: It
2: is. Like- but <laughs> it's funny because of the dialogue and because
1: it's just, like, it is literally something we have never, ever seen yeah. in TNG, which is a strong-willed black woman telling Picard to get fucked. Yeah. Like, because, you know, we have strong-willed black women in, in TNG, but they don't tell Picard to get fucked. It's mostly Guinan being, like, Oh, sweetie. Yeah, and and this lady's like bullshit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Captain. <laughs> and
0: it's awesome. And Picard definitely has a ver- and and brings out like a very like a very like just like angry reaction out of Picard. He doesn't. He's responded in a way he's never responded before. And so,
1: so you know what this tells me mm. is TNG would have been so much cooler had the ship's counselor just been an angry black
0: woman. They should have brought. They should have brought her back in like uh a- like you know how they did in in four, they brought uh, what's her face back to deal with the whales, mm-hmm. and uh, they should they should have brought her back Lily back to uh, to just put Picard in place every once in a while.
2: Yeah, that'd be
0: awesome. <laughs> maybe maybe that she would have tempered him for the other two films. That would and be that, that'd be as yeah. a big of a psycho. <laughs> yeah.
1: Imagining Star Trek Insurrection with CCH Pounder. Yeah.
0: It's good. It's good. That's some dank
1: shit, my friend. <laughs> So Lily, played by CCH Pounder Defiant, stands her ground and wonders if he'll kill her like he did Ensign Lynch if she refuses, which is, like, an awesome way to call someone out. (laughs) Uh, Picard, uh, his anger and emotions running high, dismisses the incident, claiming, quote, there was no way to save him. (laughs) Uh, Lily says she doesn't buy it and asks where his evolved sensibility was at that point. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, reminding him, reminding him that uh, of who he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. like you know, not this like insane evil Picard. <laughs>
1: Indeed, uh, Picard tries to ignore Lily's claims, but she compares him to the obsessed Captain Ahab mm-hmm. in the novel Moby Dick. Uh, and she's like, "You do have books in the future, don't you?" <laughs> uh, Picard is momentarily jarred, but he shifts the conversation away from the accusation saying his refusal to abandon ship is more about saving the future of humanity. Lily presses him bluntly, screaming at him to, blow up the damn ship! (laughs) Picard now loses control entirely, yelling, no, he will not. And in a moment of total rage, smashes his phaser rifle <laughs> into the display case containing models of previous Enterprises. Yeah, I Which was is the cracking. Weirdest shot. I
0: was laughing so hard. I keep on. I kept on forgetting it
1: happened, and every mm-hmm. time I was like, what?
2: <laughs> it's like,
1: it is so weird and out of character, and it's such just a weird shot. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like, because he doesn't even throw the rifle. He just keeps it in his hand and smashes the case and, like, brings it back. And I'm like, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean that is some that is something that he would Also,
1: once again, why is everything made out of glass?
0: It's so fragile. That would have been funny if it was like transparent aluminum as well. And then like he just bra- off. He just breaks his hand. He's like,
2: ah, <laughs> God damn it. It just
0: accidentally like fires around and bounces around the room and kills Lily. It's just, like fire. Yeah, it fires directly into her face. And her head explodes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. Look what the board just did. He comes into <laughs> the conference room like, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Put her, put her in the pile with Ensign Lynch. <laughs> yeah, the Borg just came in and shot her head off. I saved her from assimilation. <laughs> I saved her from assimilation. She was assimilated. You all saw yeah. You all saw you all saw, <laughs> you all saw the nanobites, right? You all saw them. You saw them. They were here. Like, yes, we saw the nanobites, <laughs> sir. Sure, Captain. Sure. <laughs> they all just give each other a <laughs> concerned looks. Hey, do you like, want to
1: hand us the phaser now? <laughs> yeah.
0: Everything's done. Worf tackles him from the side.
2: And he's like, <laughs> You're out of control, Captain!
0: (laughs) Um,
1: So, uh, as he watches the shattered models of the USS Enterprise C and D fall and break, Picard is momentarily taken aback. He tells her that sacrificing the USS Enterprise E would be another compromise in a long line of compromises in humanity's dealing with the Borg. And this is the speech. This is the speech Mm -hmm. that everyone knows that Picard says from anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the... It's the line in the sand speech. And yeah. The, this is where we draw the line in the sand. No further. Yeah. That one. Uh, it's a great rousing speech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not my favorite Picard speech, but it's a fun one. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie speech. Um, yeah. So he says no further, uh, for he intends to make the Borg pay for what they've done, proving mm-hmm. once and for all, yeah, he's out for revenge. Yeah. So seemingly defeated, Lily, played by CCH Pounder, Examines the broken pieces of the Enterprise D model and gently chides the captain that his little ships are broken, and begins to exit the lounge. See you around, Ahab.
0: <laughs> I like how she just like she just remains she just remains completely cool and just she's like cool just game like game throws world. a couple more little barbs at him as she leaves. Yeah, like, she she's fucking like, rocks. She's like fuck you, Lily rules. Yeah, she does rule. That's yeah. why they should have brought her back. One hundred percent.
1: Uh, as she leaves, uh, the words of Moby Dick echo from Picard's memory. Uh, Lily confesses that she never actually read the book. With a smile on his lips, Picard explains that Captain Ahab had spent years hunting the whale that had crippled him, but his quest for vengeance eventually destroyed both him and the ship. Realizing that is indeed making the same path, Picard sets his phaser rifle next to the broken pieces of the Enterprise-D model and enters the bridge and gives the order to (laughs) self-destruct. At the launch site, Riker, Geordi, and Cochrane begin the pre-ignition sequence to launch the Phoenix while on the Enterprise Bridge. Picard, Crusher, and Worf arm the auto-destruct sequence. Wouldn't it be great if uh, they fucking, they took the Phoenix up and, like, right as the Enterprise blew up and it just blew every, everything <laughs> up? That would have been the best end for the movie if it fucking have. wiped out Cochrane, Jordy, and <laughs> fucking Riker. They're just vaporized by the Enterprise. Um, so, um, programming the escape pods to head for the isolated Gravit Island, the captain activates the destruction order. 15 minutes with a silent countdown. Dr. Crusher laments that uh, the quick death of the Enterprise E and wonders if Starfleet will ever build another one. Picard, as hopeful as he was following the destruction of the D, quips that there are still plenty of letters left in the alphabet. <laughs> Which, sure.
0: Yeah. Whatever.
2: Uh, Warf-
1: we'll just build a new one. Who
0: cares? Yeah, fuck it.
1: They got, they got plenty of stuff. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um Worf turns to exit as Picard stops him, uh, saying that he regrets the remarks that he made to him earlier. Oh, he says some of the remarks. Oh, yes, that's true. He does say some of the remarks. And some? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the captain adds that, the, um, that Worf is the bravest man he's ever known, except when it comes to fatherhood. <laughs> uh, Worf accepts the apology, except when it comes to fatherhood, and they <laughs> shake hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, now alone on the bridge his Starfleet career seemingly over and his command minutes away from destruction, Picard suddenly becomes very much aware that Data is still held in the clutches of the Collective in Engineering. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I have problem
1: with. That he just figured that out?
0: No, that, um, like, we've seen, I mean, sure, he's had this, you know, this um, this epiphany at this point, but he also recognizes that Data is also a Starfleet officer, yeah. And sacrifices, you're usually have to be made. Like he, like clearly, he is better. Like Picard is better served going with the others and still, still be, still be the leader in this time, rather than go back for a, um, for an officer that is more or less lost. I mean, and we've seen in previous episode, in episodes. Where it looks like data's not going to come back, and they accept you know that's the that's the that's the uh that's how Starfleet works <laughs>
1: yeah, which um so which I think Brent Spiner probably had some degree of difficulty with because after this on Star Trek insurrection, he uh told them that he would not sign on unless they killed data for that movie, yeah, and they signed his contract and everything, but didn't leave the thing about him dying in the contract. <laughs> And as soon as he signed on, Rick Berman was like, "We'll do it next time." Yeah, because <laughs> Rick Berman's a fucking dick.
0: Yeah, like this would been a good end for Data because also there's a lot of parallels with Wrath of Khan, obviously with this yeah, film. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, we you know, and we're gonna we would lose the um, you know autistic member. Of Starfleet as we lost Spock right Wrath of Khan but I mean you
1: could you could do so much with this and this could be like so much more emotionally impactful than data's actual eventual death and yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah because I mean like they he could like sacrifice himself and like in doing so like I mean the final moments of his life he could be like uh this is what it must feel like to sacrifice for love or something and then he mm-hmm. blows up dude. Everyone would fucking cry at that shit, right? Mm-hmm. That shit would be so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. But, yeah, I mean, they need to take back the Enterprise still, you know? It's like, yeah. but, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I it, it is weird, you know, watching him go, watching Picard go from, like, executing uh, the crew, member, members. crew members. And then, like, oh, I got to go get this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's special to me. You well, know? Yeah,
1: he's friends with Data.
0: Yeah, but it's like, but you would he would have to he uh, would kind of have to like realize that that it's a lost cause, probably. And well, it, it would seem, and then like, and he's 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 required elsewhere.
1: And it's super strange to me, also, that like, uh, he hasn't checked up on de-
0: data at all since <laughs> yeah. since he, he, they lost him. I mean, it, he, I think he, he probably just figured he was dead. Yeah, right. Which is strange that like suddenly now he's like, oh. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Hope He's still did. alive, I guess, because I got this message in my head. It couldn't be the Borg fucking with me, because like that's how they've been messaging me before. Or da- or data is somehow, you know, um, uh, assimilated. Mm-hmm.
1: So. so, from the tight confines of the missile silo in Montana to the remarkable wonder of the stars, the Phoenix is launched, flown by Cochrane, Riker, and LaForge. Forge, as. Um, so, uh, but right before they, they launch, Cochrane's like, oh, oh no, oh no, I don't have it. I think I lost it. And, uh, Riker's like, fuck, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop the launch. And suddenly Cochran's like, no, no, wait, I've got it. He pulls out a little disc and, uh, slips it in the, I don't know, CD player or whatever this thing has. Or
0: the hexagon player.
1: Yeah, it's a hexagon. And it, <laughs> it's weird that they have it like right in the console, like just as they do in a fucking car. It's like,
0: would they, would they? No, yeah, I mean it, it looks like he, 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 Cochran definitely put that there for his own personal oh, yeah, enjoyment.
1: Definitely. But uh, and so the the song on the disc is uh, "Magic Carpet Ride" by yeah. Steppenwolf.
0: Yeah, that rocks. But no, yeah, but no it just <laughs> it just it just it no just... one's
1: gonna be listening to that dog shit a hundred years after it was made. Yeah, I know oh.
0: it, it is funny. Like all of his uh, his music tastes are a hundred years old, and it is interesting. Like um, James Cromwell said, Zephyr Cochran is the character that's most like himself that he's played. So that, so that means he probably really likes that music
1: yeah because if because we've determined zephyrn cochran is a zoomer and so he's he's probably playing like a hundred gex or something like that <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> he's playing like fucking hyper pop or some bad shit? bunny yeah some shit i don't yeah he's <laughs> it's just like all right let's listen to some reggaeton everybody he puts <laughs> yeah. on some pitbull and they're like what the
0: fuck is this This sounds yeah. like, cruise ship music. <laughs> he's like what the fuck you can't jam to this and he's like <laughs> He's like, oh, this bussin, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like like Spriker and Geordie share concerned. Looks like, oh my God, he's an idiot. <laughs> um,
1: so uh as the Phoenix soars above the Earth's atmosphere, the craft's occupants prepare to engage warp and Cochrane marvels at the experience. LaForge tells Cochrane that he ain't seen nothing yet.
0: Ain't seen nothing yet. Uh,
1: So, escorting Lily, played by C.C.H. Pounder, Mm -hmm. to her escape pod, uh, Picard hands her a pad containing orders for Commander Riker, informing him and their crew on the surface to find a quiet corner of North America and to stay out of history's way. Uh, Lily realizes that the captain has no intention of leaving the ship, and he admits that he must risk his life to save Data. (laughs) Accepting his decision, Lily played by CCH Pounder, tells Picard to go find his friend and boards her pod as dozens of escape craft disengage from the Enterprise and travel towards Earth. At this point, why aren't the Borg entering the escape craft?
0: Yeah. yeah. It seems like they just stopped their, stop their, uh, their uh, trying to gain new ground.
1: Yeah, it's like they definitely hear from the computer that the self destruct
0: sequence is happening, Mm-hmm. but they're t- you think they would be more tied into the ship's systems. You think, and also the fact that they just destroyed what what the plan that they had, mm-hmm. which is it. And it's also, funny they added like the fact that they are calling the Borg from the Delta Quadrant because to set it up for the Borg uh, for Voyager. True, uh, and um, but also like even like the delta quadrant still they wouldn't get there for, like come for another 70 years um
1: the the borg reinforcements yeah um no transwarp conduits don't. yeah transwarp conduits yeah, trans- yeah but- the, trans- the transwarp conduits go like straight from delta quadrant into the alpha quadrant yeah, yeah. 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 they definitely have trans-warp, quad- mm-hmm. transwarp conduits all over yeah the borg can i, I don't i don't Yeah, Uh, spend much time thinking about, like, how did the Borg get anywhere so fast? Because it's explained they have transport commons fucking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And also, like, Borg space is, like, half of the Delta Quadrant. Mm -hmm. So, so Picard, like, yeah, like, because Borg space extends to the very precipice of the Delta Quadrant, which is the precipice of the Beta Quadrant, which Mm -hmm. is, like, the very uh, north side, I guess, of... um, like the Klingon Empire. Mm -hmm. And so the the Borg really aren't that far
0: away. Yeah. uh,
1: Unless you go like, because they were launched, uh, Voyager was launched into far Borg space, Mm -hmm. which is like almost as far, I don't know, north as uh, Dominion space. Mm -hmm. I was looking at a fucking (laughs) map for like an hour while I was high the other day. So I I know where I launched it. (laughs) Uh, So Picard advances to engineering where he comes face to face finally with the Borg queen. She recalls the last time they met, during his assimilation, and presents him with a new Data, whose face is now partially human, which is, he looks really cool with this. He looks mm-hmm. very, like, like he's in a goth video or something.
0: He does look pretty sick. Mm-hmm.
1: Picard attempts to parlay for the android's release, but it is no use. After deactivating the self-destruct sequence, Data enters the encryption code into a computer, effectively giving the Borg Queen command of the Enterprise. Data stands at the queen's side, telling her that Picard would be, quote, an excellent drone, (laughs) unquote, as Borg drones take hold of the captain. As the phoenix prepares to jump to warp, Data targets the warp ship with quantum torpedoes. After they are launched, a delighted Borg queen gleefully taunts the captain about the imminent death of humanity's future, thinking the Borg will be victorious. Not noticing Dita quietly moving towards a plasma coolant tank behind her.
0: Uh oh. It is interesting that, um, that another, like Picard offers himself to become Lacutus again.
1: Yeah, because that's not going to end up well for anybody.
0: Yeah, like, okay, you did Wolf 359, homie. Like, no, you did the
1: most destructive <laughs> battle in Starfleet history.
0: That yeah. We know of. A- again why he should have just fucking left right <laughs> like it's like no like you are obviously an asset like data is also an asset which is why it's better that he be destroyed than fall into the hands of the borg 100 and and why you should have left and and uh with yeah, everyone else it's
1: it's absolutely uncanny how everything turns out good in the end? Yeah, everybody. I know. It's like Picard makes some of the worst and dumbest decisions you could possibly make.
0: Yes, and it still ends up fine. And what? And really, what is what is the Borg Queen's plot plan at this point? Like her her has been her, her plan's been fucked. Well, I mean, she just. Ultimately, I think she just wanted to fuck
1: Picard and Data, and she's done that. right? Oh
0: yeah, maybe both at the same time. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, D- yeah. But <laughs> well, we
1: bo- we know neither of them's a good fuck though. So um, mm. does she just not know what sex is? But the Borg
0: to be? versions of them are probably better. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe the Borg make you a good fuck. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, mockingly uh, repeating the Borg mantra to the Queen. Oh, sorry. Um. So strapped down to a surgical table, Picard can only watch in horror as the torpedoes bear down on the phoenix until they finally miss. And both the horrified queen and the smirking captain realize that Data has deceived the Borg, not joined them. Mm -hmm. Mockingly repeating the Borg mantra to the queen, uh, Data thrusts his fist into the tank, enveloping him in the deadly gas as Picard scrambles for cover. Just below him, the queen grabs hold of his foot, impeding his climb up a rope to safety. Picard struggles against her grip until Data, his new skin dissolved, emerges from the plasma and pulls the Borg queen into it, which is pretty fucking sick. Pretty sick. Uh, Picard, in a tank top now, (laughs) swings on a rope. And so I thought this scene—he really a, wants to show off his biceps. Yeah, I thought the scene was an insurrection, and it's like my least favorite
0: action. He does scene. do some uh, swinging he, and he insurrection. He does,
1: but it's not this one because this one was the one where steams everywhere and shit. Yeah, um, yeah. So screaming in pain and rage, the Borg queen's flesh quickly disintegrates. With her control of the Borg on the Enterprise destabilized, drones all over the ship collapse and die. So this makes me wonder why? Why do you keep organic? Skin and
0: stuff for the Borg, like they can. It's part of their components. Like they, they talk about how like they require still require them.
1: It, it doesn't make sense though that they can like exist in space, which would you know in a oh, vacuum, yeah. like crush all of your internal organs. It would free,
0: yeah, it would and freeze, freeze your it. skin. It, yeah. yeah,
1: and so like skin is an organ that is required for certain reasons. And also, it mentions earlier in the film that the Borg keep their ships at thirty one point eight degrees Celsius. I think. Mm-hmm which uh, corresponds to, like, 89 degrees. It's fucking hot. Yeah. And so they need it, like, hot for some reason.
0: Yeah, no, that's never really explained. No. Also, considering, like, I always feel like they're... Like, they kind of exist in a state of death, almost, like zombies.
1: They, they and, are undead.
0: And I so, think. like, you think, like, if they were... If their if their flesh could degrade in some way, like heat would be the worst thing for it. Yeah. (laughs) Like it would just like it would just get all stinky and just like smell like rotting meat. And maybe
1: that's why they look so gross all the time and their skin's like
0: grey and stuff. But yeah, I agree. Like them being able to withstand the vacuum of space doesn't make sense. No, it
1: really doesn't so as much as I love that scene, I feel like that scene really throws a wrench into the entirety of like the Borg and their physical abilities. Yeah. So I don't know. So, um, as the Phoenix drops out of wharf and begins to return Worf. to Earth, warp, 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 <laughs> warp five, uh, Picard vents the plasma from engineering and descends to the deck, which is littered with Borg corpses.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: finding the metallic skeletal remains of the Borg Queen still clinging to life, Picard breaks her spinal column and terminates her once and for all, finally allowing him some form of closure. But he's not gone yet, folks. <laughs> uh, the captain finds Data not far away, knowing that the melting of his Borg-given human skin has left some of his inner circuits revealed, but caused no real damage. He quips that he probably doesn't feel as bad as he might look. Allowing He, he did
0: feel that flesh melt off, though, which must have sucked. That must have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like feeling like, yeah, just the just the blowing of, of, of air on
1: his made skin him
0: made him come. And so
1: having his flesh melt off must have drained his
0: balls forever. <laughs> it's
2: like, or made God it God so damn it, my dick fell off, Cap. He'll,
0: he'll never feel a sexual thought again in his <laughs> life. Yeah. Like, that was just like a pain beyond pain.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, like, melted his balls. Yes. <laughs> um, the android expresses a sense of sadness at the death of the unique boar Queen and the glimpse of humanity she brought him. Mm-hmm. He admits that he was tempted by her offer, Uh, of humanity for a mere 0.68 seconds, but also notes that this involved much more deliberation than the captain might suspect. And for an Android, it felt like eternity. Mm -hmm. Picard extends his hand to data and helps him to his feet. They both take a look at the Borg assimilated, uh, the Borg assimilated engineering and leave the room together. Back in Montana, a crowd of observers, including Cochrane. Lily, played by CCH Pounder, Picard, and the other human members of the Enterprise uh, senior staff, watch the historic landing of the first extraterrestrial craft to openly and publicly visit Earth. In awe and not without a little, little difficulty, Cochrane welcomes the ship's crew, a trio of three Vulcans,
0: mm-hmm. which uh, supposedly the fir- the first one is uh, Spock's uh, great grandfather. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So-
1: uh, Lily, tells Pic- uh, Lily, played by CCH Pounder, tells Picard how much she envies him for living in such a peaceful future. And Picard responds how much he envies her that she gets to witness humanity's first steps into a new era before telling her that he'll miss her. But, you know, really, they could have taken her to the future. They fucking took that lady to the future in Star Trek four yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not going to ruin the timeline if they take her forward. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, so with that, the Enterprise crew departs completely unnoticed. Aboard the ship, Worf tells Picard that the Enterprise's warp signature was obscured by the moon's gravitational field and thus How? was not detected <laughs> by the Vulcans. I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> like, this is that's... one of the dumbest. It's like they, <laughs> didn't,
1: they didn't need to do this. They didn't need this line, but this is like techno babble that makes me go, why?
0: Yeah, I would have just assumed that like... uh the enterprise being a advanced ship from the future could somehow use like other advanced means to obscure their their attack, their warp signatures from, from ancient Vulcan
1: or or straight up. It's the newest ship in the fleet, Mm -hmm. an older ship in the fleet. The defiant already has cloaking technology.
0: Yeah. Why
1: can't the enterprise E? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, that, that scene was just so weird. I mean, that, that line's so weird. Like, how did the moon do that? <laughs> Does the moon do moons typically mask warp signatures? Yeah, it's a
1: gravitational field that's always there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That to change the tides. That was that was a very weird line. So but, you know, just but just like throw away techno babble that you just go, okay. Yeah, whatever.
1: Uh so Geordie <laughs> um decides to recreate the temporal vortex that brought them there by reconfiguring their warp field. That was too easy. Yeah. Uh, Picard, confident that the future they know will be waiting for them as the (laughs) Enterprise-E depart the 21st century. On Earth, as Lily, played by CCH Pounder, watches the Enterprise disappear through the vortex. Cochrane puts on Ooby-Dooby by Roy Orbison and Mm -hmm. uh, gets the Vulcans to try alcohol for the first time and unsuccessfully tries to get them to dance. <laughs> End of movie. Woohoo! Yeah. So uh how how'd you like it? What do you think of Star Trek First Contact, Pat?
0: Well, You know, it's uh it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's the best the definitely the best TNG movie. True. Um you know, I have some problems with the plot holes
1: plot holes characterizations characterizations say,
0: more than uh yeah the characterizations like it's a gross misunderstanding of of Picard's character yeah. and um and really it's there for drama but i feel like drama could have been ha- made in different ways mm-hmm. with this with this whole with this whole um with this uh with this movie you know um you Know maybe have like a more of a lure of Picard, you know, just being called into it and then and fighting that urge. Um, but yeah, is is the way the way he's pretty much genocidal and <laughs> and just like and the racism that he has for the Borg mm-hmm. that's that's typically you would see from like you know Kirk, Worf. yeah, or, or Kirk, you know, towards towards the Klingons or something, mm-hmm. and um. It, it was, it's it's very weird, but it is admittedly it is a fun movie. It's incredibly fun. It's very fun. James Cromwell is excellent in it. These rules like aesthetic. I I that's why I wish um I wish there was more Dreams Cromwell. Like he, yes. he's
1: not in the film enough, in my
0: opinion. He isn't. And um uh and because that's a, like apparently like how they originally were gonna have it is it was going to be uh the focus was going to be on Earth, with Picard being on Earth. Okay. working directly with um with Cochran, with Cochran. Okay. and it was going to be more more character stuff with them which I would have liked to see cuz it is it, it cuz it would have been fun to get into like you know earth at this point of time you know at the beginning at the at the first contact you know have you know to at that that woman see what you know how the political and, and yeah
1: and so so that's what I really want is mm-hmm. like Honestly, like something that takes place between like First Contact and Star Trek Enterprise, yeah, that is basically all political intrigue, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fucking like, yeah, just like pre Federation or, or early the, Federation stuff, like yeah, honestly, the
2: beginning
0: days of, of, of how of Vulcan like setting up um, mm-hmm. um, bases and stuff and yeah, like I mean, working that would with...
1: be cool, but honestly, you know, it would be the coolest, sickest shit of all time, mm hmm. And he's the perfect age to do it now. Is we know after uh, he commands the uh, nx one, Jonathan Archer returns to Earth and becomes the very first president of the United Federation of Planets. That's
0: true. That
1: would be a fucking series, my friend. That would be really cool. Like like him just doing like statecraft with uh, you know Andorians and Vulcans and you know Bolians and like. Mm-hmm. Early, uh, um, you know orion's like all all the early folks they they encounter that would be so fucking good, yeah, and we just love Daddy Archer baby,
0: yeah, love daddy Archer. but they could bring back big show,
1: yeah, and they could uh...
0: as as the orion slaver yeah.
1: <laughs> they could uh, they could also bring back uh trip
0: Tucker, yeah, oh, oh no oh, no. Oh, no what
1: what have I done? <laughs>
0: But yeah, but it is an enjoyable movie. it's uh-huh. It's just sad that the Tng movies just go downhill after this like insurrection right. looks embarrassing. Oh yes. and um and nemesis is just, just flat out bad and mm-hmm. um and then we get Picard. so it's just like it's it's a it's a slog from yeah. then on yeah. and this was definitely the peak that it reached
1: a hundred percent like in I I could I can see an argument that either. This, Star Trek 2, or Star Trek 4 are the best Star Trek films. Mm -hmm. I can't see an argument for any of the other ones. I mean, I guess the Kelvin films, but I almost consider those something entirely different. They are
0: kind of different. I mean, mean, Beyond, I think, is a really excellent movie, Mm -hmm. but... It is hard. To, it is very different to
1: to even compare them to. It a, is, it a is film a, like Voyage Home or, or First Contact.
0: But it did it did restore my faith in the Kelvin movies fair, and fair. made me want to see another one after yeah, I watched it. I mean, it. Star
1: Trek Four. Like I do want a Star Trek Four very bad. Oh
0: yeah. Like yeah, I, I mean, because after I saw Into Darkness, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't give a fuck about this. And like, and yeah. that's why what I when uh, Star when Beyond initially came out, mm-hmm. I ignored it. Yeah, because I, I also mean, because tra- you're the, like,
1: oh, it's the the fucking guy from Fast and Furious. Why would I watch that?
0: Yeah, and and the trailer, uh, f- heavily featured sabotage, and you know by Which, Beastie Boys.
1: You know they've overplayed it, but like the first the first two- Star Trek 2009 when they first play sabotage, mm-hmm. that's a vibe. Like they, yeah. it's a cool moment, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. But then they do it in the second one. You're like, oh no! Yeah. And then the, the back in the third one, you're like, oh come on!
0: Now. Yeah, the, <laughs> but it was it was featured heavily in the trailer, and the trailer made it look like a completely different movie. That I was just like, no, that's probably going to suck, and mm-hmm. I I ignored it. Yeah. And then like I ended up just like watching it a- uh, after it had fully been released to streaming. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's actually excellent.
1: Yeah, it was great in the theaters.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I missed it in theaters. Yeah, but it was it's it, it definitely was like made me want to see a fourth film where, but. But yeah, I mean, I would definitely say like this is definitely the peak for the TNG cast, and you know, I'm hoping, you know, you know, we hope against hope for Picard season three that this is kind of like a redo for the films, Mm -hmm. like bringing back all the original cast for one last romp, and you, you know, we're all hoping, you know, it's going. I mean, for something good to come out of it, Mm but
1: and also like one thing that I do want to point out, um, like.
0: This movie is proof
1: positive that a project relies first and foremost on its writing more than anything Mm -hmm. else, because this movie has basically the exact same creative and technical team of Star Trek Insurrection. Mm. but This one is fucking superior in every single aspect, specifically because it just has a better script. Even though it's written by the same people, the script Mm -hmm. is better.
0: Yeah, and I, I do feel like someone went and messed with the plot a little just because like we do have some excellent Picard scenes. Yes, for sure. And um, you know, that really show his humanity and, and his compassion. Mm-hmm. And then we have scenes directly opposed to that. Yes. And and I wish I really wish the movie would focus on that more, but you know, for a larger audience, movie going audience, like it's not going to be really vibe with that mm-hmm. they want they it's easier to understand like someone who was hurt in the past from these things and that wants revenge on them Fair. and that and and they don't quit like to un, to see Picard as he is you know someone who is like who has this this depth of understanding and um and compassionate who is compassionate and wants and not only wants the better the betterment of humanity but everyone else like mm-hmm. it would seem weird that he would have like in it start start off this film with with this like with this um you know this like forgiveness yeah. <laughs> and, and and not wanting to just fucking like blast a crater in the ground <laughs> and leave nothing left behind
1: <laughs> it's action picard baby
0: it's action picard uh, And you know
1: there um he he specifically is the one apparently in the tng films that wanted to make himself more of an action hero
0: yeah And also,
1: he specifically is the person who, in the newer seasons of Star Trek: Picard, wanted to make himself a more like emotional character. Yes, which tells me, don't let Patrick Stewart make any character determinations
0: about anything ever. No, and and that's the thing about him because when you when you tell. Tell someone to describe Patrick Stewart. You would immediately think, like, "Oh, of course, he's a Shakespearean actor. He's mm-hmm. very cultured. He's like this. He's very intelligent." And- he can't.
1: He's not a good horse rider, though.
0: Apparently, No, Yeah, not a good horse rider. Uh, <laughs> but, but your yes, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know, man. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I mean, either. I hate horses. Yeah, like, the only I, thing I, I know about horrifying.
1: horses, like the the most I've. Most exposure I've had to horses is I watched the Mr. Hands video pretty often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've just always had a healthy fear of them, of being kicked in the face by them. You
1: should, because they are terrifying.
0: They are terrifying. they will
1: literally kick your brain out of your face. (laughs) Yes.
0: Like I, I'm like, I, I just leave horses alone. I'm like, yeah. if I see a horse, I'm fucking going the opposite direction. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pet horses. Like,
1: especially if Oof. they're like at a petting zoo or something and they're like in a corral of some yeah, sort. Yeah. And I can just pet their nice face and give them a carrot. I love that. I, love I
0: will observe them from afar and be like, that is a creature that could kill me. Yeah, it's, it's a and, majestic and beast. And I, I, I majestic. know, like, I, I respect it and I hope it respects me back and we just leave each other alone. That's fair. <laughs> but... Uh, um what was that's, i saying that's
1: how i feel about um uh, the irish
0: yes exactly how you should treat the irish yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't need to <laughs> interact or anything just like you know just leave them be and you'll be fine
2: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah but as uh, i was saying, like yeah if you think about picard like yeah, i mean uh Patrick stewart you think of like a shakespearean actor it yeah. was very cultured and stuff but in reality but then you see hear him that he that he's the one who fights to be an action star Mm -hmm. and like, and then like grossly misunderstands his own character that he's played for. So weird. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you not understand this character that you intimately know? Like, I feel like, like some, at some point, like a director or a writer has like divulged, like, you know, character inspiration. That's very private that only he, only he knows like, you know, character inspiration that, you know,
1: I, I don't think that's the thing. I don't think it's, he wants to embody the character of Jean-Luc Picard. He wants Jean-Luc Picard to embody the character of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which is a problem, mm-hmm. you know, unless you created the fucking character in the first yeah. place. And he didn't. Like, no. He became the character for the... But he lived out of his suitcase for the first year <laughs> because he didn't think that the show would get renewed no. for a second season. He didn't
0: like it. Which, being given season one of TNG, it's a fair assumption. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like... But, yeah, it is... It is interesting, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how like the uh, card comes out. And, like, see if it's going to be more of just like just just gross violence and inhumanity towards each other, or maybe a resurgence, a feeling of camaraderie and yeah. If
1: uh, I think the best thing they could possibly do is do an absolute fucking bait and switch. And uh, make Amanda Plummer like some kind of lawyer, and do ten episodes of like a, a space court drama, mm. where fucking like Picard has to defend like uh, you know fucking Doctor Crusher against accusations of genocide or something. <laughs> that would rule.
0: But watch it actually just be she's the son, I mean the daughter of um of uh of a uh, Sauron, if, and, she, and if they do that, I'm gonna eat a gun. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying. I always try to think of what the dumbest possible possibility could be. And it's like, oof. Yeah. But we'll see. Could, yeah, that's why I was thinking like, it could be a villain from the movies. No, no, I've got it. I've mm-hmm. got
1: the dumbest possible thing it could possibly be. Huh? Amanda Plummer plays the daughter of Khan, Noonien Soon.
0: Oh my God. Sing, rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then she hates Picard because of reasons doesn't
1: <laughs> she she hates Picard because you know he was the one who saw Kirk die and Kirk did her father wrong
0: or something. Yeah, yeah. Some some
1: sort of like backwards logic. Yeah. It doesn't matter. None, yeah, none doesn't matter. They, you know it's you know it's not going to be a good plot. No. No. They don't they they haven't built anything. And that's the thing is like they could have spent the first two seasons of Picard putting little easter eggs and stuff in there like building up to something really cool cuz I mean they yeah. they've known they're doing season 3 from pre-production in season two. Yeah. But I don't think they did anything. Yeah. It would be amazing if, yeah, season three was just like, yeah, oh, oh, how about this? A temporal courtroom drama where the, like, the families of the soldiers that they fucking murked in France or whatever, like, are all suing <laughs> Picard now and, like, That would be fair. Taking away Chateau.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, someone was, like, wiped out of existence because they killed a bunch of people. hmm Yeah. That would be cool as hell. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, I uh I love Star Trek First Contact. Not going to lie, mm-hmm. it might be my favorite Star Trek film. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's up there with 4 and 5. Mm-hmm.
0: It has strong it has strong performances from a lot of people. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say Picard's the best performance, but like no, no. Like Cromwell and Yeah,
1: I I would definitely
0: say this might be the most fun of the Star Trek film. It definitely is. Like it 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 never seems to slow down. Like it's no. always it it the ball is constantly rolling, mm-hmm. so there's always like something happening on the screen. Right. And you know there's where
1: There's no slow moments either.
0: Like, no, yeah. And and where like, you know, generations seem kind of clunky almost yeah. and, and this is this is definitely has the ball rolling the entire time and you're always like in in the, you're seeing different scenes usually. Like, you know, we're in the, in the ship, we're on the outside of the ship, we're down on earth, you know, and so that's fun. Uh, so, yeah. And let's get on it.
1: Uh, God, that's, that's pretty much all my feelings. It's a, uh, cool. it's a, it's a great entertaining film. I would, uh, you know, altogether. Yeah. Definitely put it up there in my top three Trek films. Yeah. I don't know exactly how I'd rank them, but I think it maybe at the end of this We should, after we're done with all the Trek films, maybe rank them. All because I think we we did that with uh, the TOS films. We'll do that with the TNG films. Mm-hmm. We'll do that with the Kelvin films, and then we'll do all of them as an aggregate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this one is fucking fun. It's up there with Star Trek IV in terms of, like, fun, mm-hmm. good lines, great performances. Uh, the only the, Yeah, the only real drawback is, like, yeah, the inconsistency of character and performance here, which is yeah something I can forgive because the film is, in fact, very fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, maybe not the greatest film ever made, but a great movie.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's also a good, um, you know, uh, inaugural run from Frakes.
1: Great inaugural run. Fucking awesome soundtrack by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, the shit. soundtrack, yeah. I The soundtrack mean, is great. We didn't talk about it at all, unfortunately. But no. I had a couple notes here and there that, like, this this is a bu- this is fucking slaps this music. Oh yeah,
0: cool. like the once like yeah once I got it start uh, hit play and the music started I'm like oh yeah I fucking yeah. love this song. Yeah, it's so
1: fucking good and uh, I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken they're actually using like the opening theme that haw, 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 that one uh they're using it in Star Trek Picard season three. Hmm. I want to say like uh Terry metallis or something put up a thing oh. it's, like in the booth. Uh, doing music for Picard season three, and they play that song. So I
0: wonder if that means that it's somehow tied to First Contact. I don't see how it could be. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think of the dumbest thing. The daughter of the
1: Borg Queen. (laughs) No, the the daughter of CCH Pounder. Oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh, no, I got it. Somehow she, but but she's Lily White, get it? (laughs) (laughs) Lily
0: White. (laughs) <laughs> no when um, When Data That's why Laura's in this When Data and the Borg Queen fucked She had a baby Oh shit And it's Amanda Plummer
1: That's the worst plot of all
0: time
1: If that's it I'm going to like <laughs> Broadcast The show publicly and kill myself
0: <laughs> you're, We're gonna I, go on Twitch And you're yeah. just gonna like You're just gonna film your suicide Yeah
1: that's all there is to it, buddy.
0: No, that that's that's now my guess. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be Data's Data and Borg Queen's daughter.
1: Honestly, I would so not be surprised at that. Yeah, because they've been pulling out all the stops on the Data storylines that don't fucking matter. Like mm-hmm. basically, all of season one was about like Picard dealing with Data's death in Nemesis. Yeah, which is like. He's a he's a robot. I mean, I get, a- I get you have so many feelings for him and stuff, but like, y- you lost real people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, guy. Yeah. Like, you literally have not mentioned Yar's name <laughs> since like season four. And yeah. Like, but like, Data is the one you need to see. Come on, man. He's a computer.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. It's all Data stories. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm calling it now.
1: You know, I hate that idea, but you might be right because it's such a bad fucking idea.
0: And you said like they have the music, yeah, for first contact.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just can't. I mean, what? Maybe, maybe she's like Zephram Cochran's great, 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 great granddaughter. Like after he got lost or something. Mm. I don't know. There's other you things.
2: stole his valor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, overall, great film. Very enjoying watch. I watched it three times this week. And Jesus Christ! Honestly, I liked it all three times. Like it didn't get old. Like mm. it has so many good beats. The film is more than anything, it has incredible pacing. Yeah, like the the movie for being two hours long goes by fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. Cool. I recommend it. Yeah, I would give it a solid. Uh, honestly. I'm gonna go for a nine out of ten. Damn, that's pretty, high. Pretty high fucking rating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. I really like this film. I mean, it's not perfect, that's for sure. And there's many imperfections about it, but it's just fucking fun. And when it comes down to it, that's all I fucking care about. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah, like people, movies, whatever, they can be flawed as fuck. But if they're fun, eh, yeah. 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 Tell yeah. I can dig it. Indeed. So, uh, with that, Mm -hmm. Captain's Log, supplemental. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Soyagers. I think it's time for us to warp away. Be well, travel safe, and you know what? Try to give yourself a prostate orgasm, but if you don't have a prostate, then don't try to see if you can make one
0: <laughs> you know what the world's your oyster yeah and the prostate is the, the, uh, of o- the, is, the is the pearl yeah, so, <laughs> so crack it open
1: yeah <laughs> and tongue punch it oh yeah fucking uh put some hot sauce and slurp that oyster out baby <laughs> Ugh.
0: Uh, all right well thanks for checking with the soy boys girls and other worldly beans <laughs> 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 sorry geeks. And DONG AND, and SHOCKER soi, soi,
1: soi, 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 so SOY 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 SOY
2: to TNG film. Hell yeah.